uh, I'm excited to preach today because we are in a brand new collection of talks entitled Believe Again. Believe Again. Believe Again. Um, you know, my son, he's, he's 10 years old, and uh, he is so much smarter than, uh, than I was at 10. I mean, I, I was looking back at 10 years old, I think I was getting my head stuck in the railing at the stairs. How many know what I'm talking about? Uh, I mean, I just look back and go, like, was I as smart as this dude at 10 years old? And, uh, and, what, and, and, and one night I was tucking Levi in, and we do our prayers and maybe a story or a Bible story. And, uh, and one night he goes, Dad, I think I shared this before, but he was like, Dad, how do I know the Bible is real? How do I know it's, it's true? And for me, I mean, can I tell you as a pastor, I was like, oh, come on, somebody. If we're about to, it's the case for faith now, right? It's going to be apologetics. But can I tell you, I was excited, not as a pastor, but as a father, because at his age, I asked the same question. At his age, I said, how do I know the Bible is not just another textbook? How do I know the Bible is not, you know, not even not some revelation like Huck Finn, you know, like, like how do I know the Bible is not like Macbeth? And how do I know the Bible really is true today? And can I tell you, I got the most frustrating answer when I asked that question at 10 or 11 years old that people just told me, you just got to believe. You just got to have faith. And you know how frustrated I was? I was like, no, tell me why. Yeah, I mean, like, I need evidence. I believe during this holiday season, because of circumstances, because of the storm, many of us are saying, I don't know if I believe. Because here's what belief means. Belief in the original definition, belief or to believe, is a conviction based on testimony that something is true. So I want you to understand, it is not just, I want you to believe this, but I believe it based on a testimony, and I've seen it come true. And I love this, or that someone is reliable. As used in the Bible, to believe in God involves the element of trust, not mere acknowledgement of just his existence, but trust. But trust. And can I tell you, I was delighted that my son asked that question, because when I asked that question his age, I went on a spiritual journey. I said, God, if your word is true, I'm going to put it to practice. I'm going to put it to the test. God, if your word is true, I mean, everything from, from healing to tithing, man, just to living out a Christ follower life. And so there's, uh, uh, man, there's three, uh, there's two stories I want to talk about today. And, and, and as we go through, uh, just believe, believe again, during the Advent season, of Christmas. You might be saying, what does this have to do with Christmas? I want to tell you, it's more than just, just believing in the Christmas spirit. It's about believing whether all this really happened. For us to believe again. For us to believe again. So I'm going to do two stories, but it's going to be in the same chapter. So if you got your Bibles, get your Bibles out real quick and uh, get your Bibles out, get your uh, Bible app out as well. I saw all those cell phones come out. You all listen to Pastor Lindsay. You're like, yes, ma'am, I will get the phone out. You know, So get those phones out, all right? And get those Bible app downloaded, all right? You, and, and iPhone's got that feature where you haven't used the app in a while. It'll like uninstall it, but leave it there. And you're like, oh, sweet Jesus, you know? And, and so don't let that convict you, all right? But get the Bible app out. How many got the paperbacks today? Paperback, right? Here we go, paperback. I see you. Come on, brother. Come on, paperback. Paperback as well. And I won't say nothing about age, all right? So here we're going to go. Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. I love this. Luke chapter one, verse five. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there's a priest named Zechariah. Say Zechariah. All right, I'm a feedback preacher. In the division of 
Abijah, 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 right? And he, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Say Elizabeth. Right? They both were righteous before God. They walked blamelessly in all the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. See, this right here, if, if, if Zechariah had an Instagram account, his, his bio would say, I got a wife, right? Proud, proud husband to Elizabeth. All right. I got some daughters here. Uh, uh, you know, I'm no, no, no. I'm a proud husband to Elizabeth. And they were, we were, we are righteous. We walk blameless in all the commandments. Hashtag Jesus, you know, and, and the statutes of the Lord, but we have no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving, as a priest before God. And can I tell you, uh, last year I did a message on him, and I, and I literally said he was faithful, but not fulfilled. He was faithful, but not fulfilled. So he was serving as a priest uh, of God when his division was on duty, his, his, his team. And according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot, a lottery, to enter the temple of the Lord and to burn incense. This is a holy offering in the temple in that time. And, and the whole multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense when Zechariah went in. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar, which is significant. And Zechariah was troubled. Say troubled. He was troubled when he saw him and fear fell on him. Not the kind of like, ah, right? But a holy fear. And I love this. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. I really pray this is going to impact somebody today. For your prayers have been heard. For your prayers have been heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you will call his name John. Say John. This is John the Baptist. This is the one who has to come. This is the one who prepares the way to water baptize Jesus, right? One who later gets beheaded. And you will have joy. That's like, like, that's, that's like a nice part of the Christmas story, right? And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Isn't that powerful? Great Christmas story, right? Like, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But then it goes on to say, and Zechariah said to the angel, how? How shall I know this? For I'm an old man. And I love the wisdom of Zechariah, right? I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced. This is a smart guy right here, all right? Is she old? She's seasoned. She's like fine wine, you know? She's well advanced, come on. And the angel said to him, I'm Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe. Because you did not believe. This is a little bit more than just believing in God. This is you did not believe what was to come. You did not believe, perhaps, that God was going to do it, which will be fulfilled in their time. So Zechariah came to him and said, how? They, even theologians believe that, that he was just talking out loud. He was just talking out loud. And he said, how, how is this going to happen? I'm an old man. My wife is advanced in years. So his mouth shut up and he goes out and he can't talk. He literally can't speak. And he's trying to write down things to communicate. To people. Now here in the very same, the very next chapter, Luke chapter one, same chapter, verse 26, it says, in the sixth month, that same joker, Gabriel, right? Watch out for Gabriel, all right? 
And so Gabriel was sent from, he must be like Eastside Angel, all right? <laughs> sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled. She was greatly troubled at the saying. She tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Just like it was Zechariah. Same scenario, same situation, same response. He goes, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. And I love this. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and you will bear a son. You will call his name Jesus. Say Jesus. Right? And he will be great and be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him, give to him the throne of his father David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob and forever and his kingdom. Where there will be no end. Hallelujah. But then she says this. I love this. And Mary said, how? How will this be? Now, if you're reading this right now, like Zacharias, Zacharias like, ha, 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 you know, like, like give him to her. Uh, uh, come on, Gabriel, like close her mouth. But this is what happens. The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who, who was called barren. And I love this, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I'm your servant. Behold, I am here. So let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What I find this interesting is that it's the same question, but there's different results. It's the same question. How will this be? How will this take place? Talk to somebody. But there was different results. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this word. Father, thank you for what you're doing through every single individual. Father, I thank you that they're here today, not by chance, not by accident. But Father, you have a word for them. For Father, I just pray, thank you for this information, but turn it into revelation, Father, and turn it into encouragement, hope, and peace today so we can live out, man, the rest of the days of our life full of faith and full of belief. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that Chicago Bears beat the Arizona Cardinals. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here's what's interesting. It's the same question, different results. So I kind of broke this down as, as I'm reading kind of the two different stories. And, and here's what's interesting is that Zechariah was disappointed. Serving day in and day out. A priest, pretty high-level priest, if, if, you get, if you're able to go into the temple and burn incense. I mean, you got you to gotta be a pretty big deal. But Mary was appointed. God said, oh, you are blessed and highly favored. God sees you. God wants to use you. So if Zechariah was disappointed, but Mary was appointed, Zechariah's belief was actually based on facts. Does the angel say, you don't believe? Because Zechariah saying, I'm old. And there's almost like two kinds of Christians in this room, right? The ones that are like, I believe in Jesus, but there ain't no way that's going to happen. I'm old. She's well advanced in years. We are, we are beyond. You know what I mean? It's almost like, like, are you sure? <laughs> you know how old I am? I can't even bend down. You know what I mean? Like, but I love this. But Mary's belief was based on faith. Zechariah, and I want you to really catch this. Zechariah was faithful. Listen to me. It is not Zechariah's bad and Mary's good. It is more that Zechariah was in disbelief. 
But they, when the angel shut his mouth, it wasn't to punish him, but it was to help him. It was so that, that God's word would be fulfilled because there really is power in our tongue. There is power in what we say. There is power if he would have gone out and said, hey, guys, listen, an angel came and my wife will be pregnant. There is power in your community. Because theologians believe if he would have said that, if his mouth was never closed, he went outside. All those that were praying and interceding for the holy priest inside the temple that encountered an angel would have been able to speak doubt and disbelief. So hear me out. Zachariah was faithful, but Mary had childlike faith. Mary had childlike faith. Here's what I um, really believe, that something attacked our belief. And my prayer is that we can believe again. You know, growing up, I used to go to my grandpa's house um, uh, just what, about a week before Christmas. And then we would get presents, and, and uh, the presents would be our name. And my grandpa would literally go, oh, this is for Jeremy, my, my grandson. Favorite grandson? Favorite grandson. My brother's like, oh, whatever, you know. And he would hand me a present, and, uh, and I would get a present. I would wait. I would hold the present. It would be heavy, you know, like something's in there. And, and literally, it was my turn to open up the present. I would open it up. And how many know, like, sometimes if you see it right away, like, ooh, Apple. Come on. And you try to, like, pretend you don't see it. And, and you, well, I wonder what it is. And, and then I would open up a present. And I remember when I opened up a gift, it was a Walkman. How many remember the Walkman back in those days, right? So I had the updated, right? I couldn't find a Walkman, right? And you open up a gift. And and you're going, no way, right? You go, ah, you scream, you get excited, ah, and you're like a Walkman with, with skip repeat, you know what I mean? Like, like with bass, you know, like, this is awesome. I'd be so excited. I hug my grandpa. I would go like, grandpa, thank you so much. I hug him. Oh my gosh, grandma, you let him do that. Thank you so much. Because how many know, I've always been charismatic, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. And he'd be going, ha, 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 ha. And, I was, and he was like, oh, oh, open it. I was like, I did. Thank you so much. And then I would literally open it. And one time I opened it and inside of it was a weight. And when I removed the weight, it was literally work gloves. How many been there before? Raise your hand if you've been there before. Okay, you need to join my small group. It's called PTSD Christmas. It's going to be horrible. We're going to hold each other. We have trust issues. And the reason why, man, I'd be so disappointed. I mean, I was literally like, what is wrong with you? Like, I look at him like, you're evil. Like, we're not coming back here ever again. And then, you know, of course, you know, Christ's follower, like, oh, yeah, so funny, you know? <laughs> and can I just tell you, I think a lot of times, growing up in our faith, no matter what age you are, that sometimes we're told this is what the package is. This is what your spiritual journey is going to look like. A lot of times when we open it up, it's, it's not what it seems. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. Even in this culture and the society we're in, I really believe there's a lot of deconstructing and theories and all those different things because when we grew up, we had people tell us, parents, mentors, coaches, they would tell us, you know what, this is what it's like. But when we went home, it was actually like this. That you tell me what it is, but I don't see what it is. 
You tell me to do good things, but I don't see good things. And because of that, I believe this, and instead of this, I got that. And our belief has been sabotaged. Our belief has been disappointed. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm faithful. But I don't know if I believe. I even believe that at least last month, perhaps God, over a month and a half, that many people in this room had a hard time writing down that real prayer on that car. Because if you write it down, it's just going to be gloves instead of what you were really believing for. And here's what's interesting is that with children, children believe what you tell them. Hey, listen, hey, you know, Christmas morning, Santa came. Hey, when you lose a tooth, tooth fairy came. Hey, when this takes place, this is what happens. But for so many of us, we need to have that childlike faith. I want you to know in Matthew chapter 18, and, and this is kind of my own thing, all right? You're going to go on a journey with your pastor for a second, all right? And it says, at the time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put the child in the midst of the disciples. And he said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. You got to be like a child. You got to believe. You'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child will be the greatest in the kingdom. Oh, what great faith is what Jesus said to the centurion who said, Jesus, just say the word. I don't need you to come to my house and heal my servant. I just need you to say it because if you say it, I'll believe it. And it's going to happen. And so I want to encourage you today, man, to believe again for week one is to have childlike faith. Is to have childlike faith. But I want to really break it down for you. This is, this is kind of where I struggle because in the Bible, it says two things about children. And here's the first thing it says in the Bible about children, Ephesians chapter four, so that we no longer be children. What are, what, what's, what's wrong with kids? They're tossed to and fro by the waves of the internet. Tossed to and fro by the daily news. Tossed to and fro by my emotions and my relationships. Carried about every wind of doctrine, by human cutting, by craftiness. And listen to me, this, this, I mean, this is difficult. It is, it's persuasive. And it says this, in every deceitful scheme, rather speaking the truth. Everyone say truth. One, two, three. That's a good church right there. Come on, somebody, right? Truth, speaking truth and love. We are to grow up. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, grow up. Grow up. Turn to your other neighbor and say, grow up. I see some of you do that a little, little too well to your spouse right there. I saw that. I saw you turn and say, grow up. I said that before we got here. <laughs> In every way, into him who is the head, into Christ. Now, I want you to look at this right here. Well, Jesus, you, you call it, like literally, you, you call a child in front of us and said, you got to be like a child so that you can believe and you'll inherit the kingdom of heaven. But this word right here, the original language, here's the problem with ESV, NIV, King James, the English language. You got to go back to the original meaning. And so what's interesting is that, so that we may no longer be children, if you study that word, it's literally uh, this Greek word, right? And it means small child, infant, or baby. You're no longer to be a baby, tossed to and fro. Yeah, I was, you know, see, even with spiritual disciplines, right? Ah, uh, man, I mean, people will say, Pastor, I, 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 I want to go deeper in my word. Pastor, I want, I want deeper messages, you know. You know, when a, when a baby's hungry, they cry. 
When an adult's hungry, you make a sandwich. Open your Bible. Come on, somebody. Welcome to Avenue Church, life-giving church. But here's what's interesting is that Jesus then says, or Paul, excuse me, Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. I can I understand if you're if you're new to the faith, I totally understand reading the Bible. You're like, but it said, don't beat a child. And now it says, be a child. Be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ has loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. But you have to understand that this children is not the same Greek word as the other children. This children literally means, it means a technon, which is a descendant. Therefore, be a descendant of Christ. Therefore, be an inhabitant. Therefore, be a disciple. How many know when you believe you're stepping into the foot of Jesus? I love this. One who follows a teacher, not a dictator in authority. So therefore, be a disciple. Therefore, be a descendant. Therefore, obtain the inheritance of Jesus. We are heirs of Christ. But here's what's interesting. It says that we are no longer to be children tossed to and fro, but rather speaking the truth. Speaking the truth. You know, this, uh, this summer, I'm about to speak some truth real quick, all right? The front row, all right? This summer, uh, my family and I, we had uh, like, uh, like a summer pass to this little water park called Wet n' Wild. And, uh, and so we went to Wet n' Wild and, uh, uh, man, we would go there, Lazy River, the slides, have a good time, see Elijah in the, in the thing, and what's up, dude, you know? And, and uh, every time we would go there, it's like 120 degrees in Las Vegas. It is hot. I mean, the pavement's hot. And uh, so one of the first things we would do is we would go into that, that big, uh, the wave pool, right? I mean, this big, ginormous pool has like a fake beach. And, and so I remember you know, Levi and I and my wife, we went into the water. And as I was going into the water, I was going, is it, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cloudy today, but the sun's peeking out, but the water is not as blue today. How many of you I'm talking about, you know? And, and, and the water is kind of like murky I mean, I'm talking about, right? It's kind of murky. And, and, and so uh, lifeguards were kind of way up on the deep end. And they were saying, they were kind of talking. They weren't yelling or announcing anything. And, and so we kind of got closer to here. And I don't wear hearing aids in the water because, you know, electricity. And so, and so we were kind of getting closer. And I was kind of like, this is really murky. And it got, you know, a little deeper and deeper. And also I heard the lifeguards. Lifeguards are going, stay back. Stay back. Don't go to the deep end. Stay back. Because it's the water's, uh, the water's too murky. We can't see underwater. So you, you might drown. So we can't see clearly. And you might drown because the filter is broken. And so I looked around at every baby and infant and toddler in that pool with me. I said, this is a big bath. And so because the water was murky, we got out, dried ourselves off, went home, and set ourselves on fire. Yeah. But I tell you that because I really believe murky truth distorts our belief. And we have to have a filter. We have to have a filter. The lifeguards were unable to see if anyone were to drown because the water was too unclear. It wasn't precise or clean enough. It didn't have a filter. And when you don't have a filter, anything goes. Do you hear me today? If you don't have a filter, anything goes. But what a filter does, it'll grab all the bad and take it away so that the water remains pure and clean. 
So here's what uh, Romans chapter 10 says. So faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Maybe your pastor's full of faith because I don't hear a lot. I just hear faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what social media says. That's where my faith really grows. I mean, I follow some accounts. All right, faith comes by hearing the news. First thing when I wake up in the morning. Hearing the news all day long. Hearing the, faith comes by having whatever preference of news on your TV all day, every day. Faith comes by, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit a different demographic because I'm a relevant pastor, all right? See the shoes? Relevant, okay? Faith comes by hearing and hearing what my favorite celebrity has to say. Because if my celebrity says it, my boy, I'll believe it. My faith comes by hearing TikTok and all those different things. How many know the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God, through the word of Christ? So I want to encourage you today in my study, this just took a different direction. Every time I sit down and write a sermon, I said, Lord, this is what I want it to go. And as I study, the Lord's go, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to go this way. And so I'm going to challenge you today as your pastor. I'm going to challenge you today. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? I don't, man, I'm, Pastor Jeremy, I don't believe. Well, what are you listening to? Where's your filter? What are you listening to? Are you listening to the truth? Or are you listening to their truth? Can, 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 I, just, can I just help you with this? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm edgy today, all right? Can I help you with this? There is no such thing as your truth and my truth. There's only the truth. And, and I say that with just with what kindness and humility, but there's no such thing as, man, that is your truth and this is my truth. You do you, I'm going to do me so we don't argue and fight and be a perfect unity. That's not what it is. It never ends in unity. It's always divisive. So it's your truth in my truth, but there is only the truth. So, Pastor, what is the truth? Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? How can I know what? I mean, it's insane out there. It's crazy out there. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So how do I hear God's word? If faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, this is how it comes, by Sunday mornings. Now, this is in no particular order, by the way, all right? But, I mean, Sunday mornings, you, you come. Faith comes by hearing. I hope with all my heart, you're not going to hear opinions. You're going to hear God's word today. And as you hear God's word today, your faith is increased, your faith grows, and we're able to handle Monday. I hope today that as we hear God's word from the pulpit or from your, uh, in the lobby, in the hallways, man, I am, my faith is growing, but also small groups are crucial. I see my small group people here today. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Lunch and learn. Our small groups. And we say, man, I, I, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a difficult time. You have people in your life that'll speak God's word. People in your life that'll encourage you, but also there's daily reading where you're reading God's word every single day. Man, for some of us, I mean, it's like, uh, uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll do Bible karaoke and just go, Jesus wept, done, I'm good. You know, or Judas hung himself, ah, you know, like, but for us, 
the Bible app can help you to have a devotion so you know what to read every single day. There's podcasts and sermons. I know Pastor Jeremy Bosma and Pastor Lindsay Bosma are phenomenal. And we're on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube. I know, I know, I know. But there's also great preachers and teachers out there that can fill your faith. People you can listen to and go, man, if they, if they, I mean, you, you might have to filter that as well, okay? But man, there are so many resources that we have to be able to hear God's word. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, if you go on, <laughs> sometimes you're in the Bible app and you're like, I got to download this thing. And as it's downloading, you're like, well, I'm going to go to Facebook. It's right there. And you go to Facebook as you wait, you know, and how many knots of rabbit trail? Or not, my son's 10, YouTube, YouTube. You know what I mean? That's like, should we get cable TV? You know, <laughs> he's like YouTube. And uh, you go on YouTube. And how many know there, anytime you click on something, it's a rabbit trail. You click on this. I mean, literally like with Netflix, you're like, it's no longer, it's like, uh, I'll just finish. I'll, I'll do one more episode. It's literally one more season. And Facebook and YouTube, they have what's called algorithms. That there's all these mathematical things. And, and so if you click on an article, that's on maybe more on this side than this side. Facebook's going to go, oh, they like articles that are on this side. So we're going to just feed you articles from that side. Well, never, you'll never see on this side because you clicked on this side. I mean, I'm talking about today. Do the best I can, you know. Or if you, you say, cats, I love cats. And if you love cats, we have a special prayer team just for you, for cats, you know. And cat videos, if you click on a cat video, the algorithm goes, oh, they like cats. And all of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, look at this cat video. And, and the algorithm is designed for you to stay on the app longer. It filters things for you. Have you ever realized you're like, I haven't seen Pastor Jeremy's post in a long time. You haven't clicked on my stuff. I really think, all kidding aside, we really need to have spiritual algorithms. Just like with murky truth, we got to be able to filter what we hear, what we see, what we experience, and who we're with. We have to have our own spiritual algorithm. That every single day I wake up and get my coffee, because that's part of the mathematical equation of my life. And I get God's word, and I get my wife. Come on, somebody. We read the Bible, we pray. We do that in the mornings. My dog comes and harasses us. She still needs Jesus. The devil is using her to distract us. But we got to have spiritual algorithms. Listen to me, church. You have, you, you have God's permission to filter what you hear, what you see, what you experience, and who we are. Your parent in this room, you have God's permission to filter what they hear and what they see and what they experience and who they are with. You have God's permission as a parent. And there's some spiritual algorithms that we got to have. We got to have spiritual algorithms for music that we listen to. You're like, why am I so depressed? Probably because you're listening to country. Can I get an amen? Can I just, that's just my, no, no, is that heresy? Okay, that's my opinion. How about this? Pastor, I, I got, I'm, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. That's like all of us, by the way, okay? What kind of music are you listening to? Pastor Jesus. Uh, Pastor Jesus. Did I just say Pastor Jesus? <laughs> Pastor Jesus. Pastor Jeremy. 
If you're brand new with us, there's not an old guy coming out here. I am the lead pastor. Promise. Right? Pastor Jeremy! I keep reverting back to my past because every time I hear that song, it brings me back. Or sometimes, man, I just got to put that song on because it brings me back to the good old days. How I many know the good old days is today in Jesus' name? How about TV shows? TV shows that you watch. Man, can I just encourage you? Like, TVMA is probably not growing your faith. The things that we see and the things that we hear. Oh, I can handle it. I, I know you can, but I don't know if your spirit can. How about podcasts? I know there's Christian podcasts, but there's a lot of enlightenment podcasts and positive vibes podcasts and all those different things. And, and I get it, but is it helping you? Is it the truth of Jesus Christ? Apps on your phone that stream and things and posts and all these different things, movies and texting, relationships and friendships. You have to have spiritual algorithms for every area of your life. You have to have filters over every area of your life. You know, what's interesting is Zachariah, he goes home. Elizabeth said, I'm, I'm pregnant. God did it. It's amazing. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. They would call him Zechariah after his dad. But his mother answered, no, he shall be named John. Gabriel, an angel, visited my husband and said, you will have a son. And my wife, you know, although your wife is advanced in age and barren, she will get birth and you will call him John, that is there. That is the truth. And I love this. And they said to her, none of your relatives call him by this name. Man, you got to filter who you hang out with. Man, you got to have a spiritual algorithm. And then, I love this. And they made signs to the father. How, like, stop it. You know what I mean? Like, I hope he reads lips by then, right? And they made signs to the father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet. And he wrote his name is John. His name is John. And man, they were, they were all wondered. And immediately, his mouth was open and his tongue was loose and he spoke. Blessings to God. Blessings to God. And here's what's interesting. Fear came on all their neighbors. They weren't afraid. It was a holy fear. The same fear Zachariah encountered with the angel. The same fear Mary encountered with the angel. With, with, with fear upon the neighbors. And all these things were talked about through the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them laid up uh, in their hearts saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord is with them. You know what they're saying? I now believe. I now believe. Can I just encourage you today that speaking the truth is the most powerful tool we have. Speaking God's word is the most powerful truth that we have. And this is a, this can be hard and difficult in the time that we're in because the enemy knows exactly that this statement is true. John 10.10, 10, that the, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come 
you may have life and life abundantly. So Zechariah asked the question, how can this be? Right, here are the facts. Mary asked the question, how will this be? I believe, but how are you going to do it? How's this going to take place? There's one more question I want to approach in Genesis chapter 3. It said, now the serpent, the devil, was more crafty than any other beast of the field the Lord had made. He said to Eve, the woman, did God actually say? Did God, did he actually say you should not eat any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, well, I mean, here's the truth. We, we, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that's in the midst of the garden, the, knowledge, the, 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 the tree of, uh, of knowledge of good and evil. Neither shall you touch it, the tree of life, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you're not going to die. You will not surely die. You will not surely die. And they heard of the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool day. The man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God amongst the trees in the garden. But the Lord called to the man and said, where are you? And Adam said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid. And this is a different fear than Zechariah and Elizabeth. This was, oh no, we did something wrong. We disobeyed God and ate of the fruit and sin entered into the world. They realized they were naked, so they hid in shame. Because I was naked, I hid myself. And this is what God said. God said, who told you? Who told you? This is my heart. This is God's heart. You walk to this place today and you say, I don't believe. This is the safe place to be. But God's not going, how dare you? Why don't you believe? What's wrong with you? Get out of this church. God is saying, man, who told you? Man, who deceived you? Who hurt you? Who told you? Who told you that the lie was true? Who told you that this package is not what it seems? They're just out to get you. They're just out to trick you. They're just out, they're lying to you. This is how it really is. And can I just encourage you today, Matt Church, if you lose your belief, you're going to lose your hope. Matt, if you lose your belief, you're going to lose your purpose. If you lose your belief, you will lose your identity. And Jesus came to this earth, born of a virgin, simply so that we can believe. That I love the whole Christmas story. Because it doesn't just end of a baby in a manger. It actually ends on Easter Sunday. That God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son Jesus so that whoever believes in him. Pastor, how do I know? You just got to believe. You just got to have faith. You got to be able to know God so you can find freedom. You can discover your purpose, make an eternal difference. But I choose to believe in him so I don't perish by the eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order for the world might be saved through him. Guys, I encourage you, church, today. Jesus died so we could believe again. Can you stand with me, please, real quick? I would love to pray with you today.
I want to be faithful with my time. But I really believe there's been an attack on our belief, attack on our trust, on our joy, and our hope. If you're here today and you're saying, you know, Pastor, every time I see a, a package, I'm not talking a real package. I'm not talking about Christmas morning, you open up something that's material. But you're saying, every time I think about my life or my identity in Christ, I always feel like I'm just, I'm less than what God has called me to be. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I've lost my belief. I've lost my joy. I'm going to pray with you today. I really believe that during this series, this collection of talks, God's going to heal some people in this room. God's going to heal your mind. He's going to heal your heart. And you're going to believe again. During perhaps God, I'm just like Zachariah, just serving. I'm faithful. But this church, because of this community, you grew my faith. By seeing the prayers answered, seeing the miracle, seeing the healing, and saying, I believe again. I believe God can do the impossible. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray with you today. But before I pray with you today, Abby, go ahead. Terry, go ahead. I want us to worship for just literally just a minute or two. To say, Jesus, thank you for being born of a virgin. Thank you for growing in this, in this world. And thank you for dying on the cross. God, thank you for giving your one and only son so I don't perish, so I can have everlasting life. The Bible says if we confess with our hearts, confess with our mouth, and believe in our heart, that we are saved, we are redeemed. So Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing today. Father, I pray for hope and healing all across this auditorium. Online audience, I pray for hope and healing wherever you're at, wherever you're watching. But Holy Spirit, we wait on you. Holy Spirit, we trust you. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Help us to believe again. In Jesus' mighty name. Trust in your promise I'm gonna wait on you, yes I'm gonna wait on you I've tasted your goodness I'll trust in your promise I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait on you I will, I'm gonna wait on you I've tasted your goodness I'll trust in your promise so wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, He will renew your strength. So wait, I say, wait on the Lord. Come on, church, press wait in.
Man, with every head bowed and every eye closed. And maybe you're like Zachariah. Maybe you're like Mary. And you say, I, I, am, I am not who you think I am. I am. Are you sure? And the angel said, you are highly favored. You are blameless. You are righteous. And God's going to use you and move through you. With every head but eye closed, you're here today. And you're saying, Pastor, my goodness, something's different today. I feel God today. Maybe you walked in without any, man, just no purpose, no joy, no hope today. And God's doing something in your heart right now. And you're saying, Pastor, will you, will you help me take a step to Jesus? Will you help me pray a prayer so I can confess with my mouth? So I can say, be Lord of my life. I believe. I want to be a Christ follower. I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm asking you to join the kingdom of heaven. If that's you, every head out of eye closed, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. But if that's you, just put a hand up. Put it right back down. If that's you. Yes. Anyone else? Just up, right back down. Yes, yes. Anyone else? Just up. Yes. Up, right back down. Yeah. Anyone else? Up, right back down. And man, church, we're going to go on a faith journey together. That God's going to do something amazing at Avenue in the month of December. So I want everyone to say this word out loud. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for paying for what I did. Say thank you for dying on the cross. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.